to the Atomic Podcast. Intellectual stimulation by way of mobile devices. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast. And here is your host of the show, Efren Guzman. Intellectual stimulation by way of mobile devices. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast coming to you live from Genoa City, Wisconsin, where I blow up the news on a verbal scale. I am your host, Efren Guzman. My guest today, she's writer, director, actor, ladies and gentlemen, Hannah Fearman. Hannah, welcome to the Atomic Podcast, and how are you today? Hey, thanks for having me. I'm doing great. Oh, and um, so far, before we even begin, um, I'm sure you've been asked plenty of times, but how has quarantine life been like for you? It was uh, it was very, very frustrating and boring at the beginning, but, um, but after things opened up a bit, everything sort of came back, and um, a lot of independent film just sort of just sort of just flooded in and things have been extremely busy I think ever since the probably about three-fourths of the way past the first year. Oh, did you have a hard time getting toilet paper and um, hand sanitizer like other people? <laughs> I did uh, with hand sanitizer yeah um, you know I didn't have any trouble with toilet paper. <laughs> No, sure, because I know a lot of people, like even myself, I went to like a couple of like family dollars or whatnot, and even Walmart, and they were scarce out of toilet paper. It was kind of scary. Um, what, like, you know, everybody has a passion with like the jobs that they do, and, you know, some people are doing jobs they're not passionate about. Um, what led you to your passion and your creativity? Like, how did this come about? Well, I've, I've been I've been acting since I was a little kid, yeah. and um, I discovered that I enjoyed it very very early on, which didn't really surprise me because it is a it's a really fun job, and um, and my parents are both natural performers as well, um, so I think that it was just something that was uh, kind of easy and inevitable. Um, yeah, as far as directing, I was uh, that that was um, something that I'd always done when I was little too. I was always putting on plays and things like that. And, um, well, younger anyway, yeah. And um, and then I was asked to do a segment of Dead by Midnight 2, which is a horror anthology. And um, I was asked by Tori Haas and, and Tony Remus to write and direct a segment. And um, they gave me funding for that. And so after that, um, it sort of became my calling card. And, uh, and then um, Felissa Rose and Damien Maffei and Ryan... Uh, Ryan James asked me to direct their feature called Dark Circles that was originally called The Events Surrounding a Peeping Tom, and it's a, a psychological horror mm-hmm. that um, has some very dark comedic elements. Mm. What What is it, What I, I know um, you've been acting for a long time but what and directing, but what is it about directing that piques your interest? I'm just, I just truly enjoy storytelling, and um, it's just, you know, a very visual, fun way to to just tell a story and um so i've been doing writing forever and this is just one other way to uh to get to be creative um what is it about the horror genre that you're attracted to and what was your first exposure in the horror genre what attracts me most to the horror genre is that um it's extremely flexible and the uh the audiences are extremely willing to give new concepts a chance and um i think that it's it's such a broad genre that um, there's always going to be something within the genre that anybody can enjoy, whether or not they they consider themselves a horror fan or not. 
And uh, I think my one of my first experiences with horror was when I was little. I watched V, that television show with. Um, <laughs> oh my God! Um, yeah, Mark Singer. Yes. <laughs> yeah, with my dad. Yeah. And um, I watched The Shining with him when I was really, really young. Um, and my father's a big horror fan, and uh, so that's really what what how I got um, my first you know experience with horror. Uh, I'd say my first. I think one of the several of the shorts I did when I was extremely young, um, short films I did were were very um, would be considered within the realm. Um, and my first like real horror feature, I would have to say, was uh, was probably the first VHS, really. Ah, okay. You know, like it's funny because I watched. You know, I'm I'm 45. I watched The Shining when I was really young too, and I remember it like it fucking creeped me out. I was like, oh shit. You know, like this really boggled my mind. Like at your age, did 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 it like affect you? Like, oh my god. Like, are you like was you? I know it's kind of hard to remember back in the days, but like, do you remember being like absolutely scared when you watched it? I remember running screaming from the room. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because it's because I'm saying because you know there's there's horror movies and there's The Shining. There's something about The Shining that's that's just really creepy. It's the the, the music, the the wallpaper, the aura of it. Like just like the even even the tones. It's just like something freaking creepy about that movie, though. Like especially seeing it at a young age, where it's like it's hard to concept it. It's like oh my god, like that really freaked me out. That's why I'm just like yeah. bugging out when you said that. Oh, yeah, man. I remember. I remember the furries, but I didn't know what was going on. But I knew it wasn't good. I don't know, <laughs> like yeah. you know, cause it was. They just like they just look so guilty and and yes. it's just so weird. Yes. And it's just like what is what's happening, Dad? Why is this? Yeah, so, you know, there's a lot of people that have like, like, you know, like different freaky scenes in that movie. But to me, the scene that always gets me, you're going to laugh, is just the dog suit scene and, and the guy in the bed. Because I had no idea yeah, what was happening. Yeah, that's what I'm talking yeah. about. I'm talking about the furries. Yeah, yeah. the furries. Oh, okay, okay. Because I had no idea what was happening. I'm like, what is this? Like, you know, I, yeah. I, you know as a kid. You, yeah. Because you're little and, and it's confusing. You're like, this I do not comprehend because, you know, it's yes. sexual in nature. But it's also, you know like stuffed animals and that's like a childlike yes. thing and it's just like it's, it was just very bizarre to me I, yeah i was like seven i was i was literally okay little, yeah. You see, I didn't even—I I wasn't even thinking of like the sexual nature part. I was like, "Why is that furry animal bending down?" <laughs> like, I don't know. I was just like, it's just, "Yeah, it's so strange." Yeah, but I think the thing that most freaked me out about that movie was um, the blood coming out of the elevator. Elevators have always terrified me, and yeah. that was just very—you know—that that made sense to me when I was little, and I was just like, you know what? That's terrifying, and I didn't really realize that it affected me so much, and I'd completely forgotten about it. Honestly, and then when I was 14, I watched it again, and I was just like, oh, these are all my childhood nightmares. Now I know where they came from. <laughs> Yay. Yeah, it's funny, so that it pretty much like imprinted on you, and then it pretty much set you on your path to your... To, to, to your pretty much your career pretty much right it is almost like like is that imprinting you in your mind like okay you know this is this, this is it right <laughs> well no i didn't I, I mean i it sort of embraced me like very very slowly baby steps i um you know because i i would not have considered myself to be like a huge advocate of the horror genre you know of course i'm open to any good script but um but just slowly and surely, it's just become my thing. And um, I think I've got a good gauge on it because I am still so very sensitive and not desensitized at all like a lot of a lot of people that are very into the genre. So I I don't know. I think it gives me something of a of an edge 
to um, still be terrified by by things that are subtle that'll perhaps you know just you know not not any and make nobody else bat an eye <laughs> yeah you know i'm sure you get asked this question a lot as well but um your performance as lily in the vhs was very like to me one of the best parts about vhs and then your the, the your 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 acting in it was just like kind like very creepy like very seductive but very creepy um what attracted you to that role in doing that but i didn't think anybody was gonna see it <laughs> <laughs> well, that, well, that's that's being straight up. That's being straight up and honest. <laughs> uh, yeah, I wanted to work with David Bruckner, and um, he's a friend of mine, and and also I think he's very talented storyteller. Yeah, yeah and uh, so I wanted to work with him, and um, all my buddies were working on it, and I didn't think anybody was going to see it, and I thought that um, you know it would at least get me in front of a bunch of other directors because there was a lot of other segments there, and. I just moved back to Atlanta because Saxon Sentence had just kicked in, and I wanted to, you know, hit the ground running and, and you know, just like if you if you hit a new city and you immediately start working with you know some of the local darlings, then then you tend to just keep working, and that's exactly what happened, and that's what my plan was. So that's why I decided to do it, and and just because I thought it was a compelling character and a compelling story, and I thought that it could potentially be expanded into a feature film, which is. One of the major reasons why I decided to do it as well is because, like, yeah, I was like, oh, nobody's going to watch this anthology, but but they would watch this this segment as a feature. It's just it's, it's got it's got bones, and um, and yeah, lo and behold, they did make it into a feature, and I yeah, I started that too. Yeah, like, what was what, like? Did you ever think you would play the same character again in a feature? Like, did you had any inkling like this would happen? Yeah, I did. After oh, you I did? read it, we we were immediately talking about it. Um, oh wow! Okay. Like it hadn't been written yet. Um, ben and Luke wrote it years, like a like I think a year after. No, they started writing it and like a, a few, a little while before the premiere of the first VHS. And I know this because Ben um, was uh, kind of like he was. I was at the premiere in Los Angeles and. This dude just kept staring at me, and um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he just kept watching me from like kind of far away, and it was a little creepy. <laughs> and um, yeah, he was at, but I knew he was part of the group because he was at the the pre party, and um, at this little VHS uh, rental store that was actually kind of kind of cool and retro. And uh, he comes up to me. He's like, Hannah, uh, I'm Ben. Um, I'm sorry, I keep staring at you. It must be really creepy. And I love it. <laughs> and um, and he's like, the reason I'm staring at you is, is because I've been watching your face over and over and over and over and over again for the past, you know, I don't know how long because I'm writing the feature version of your character um, in a narrative format feature film. And I was just like, oh, well, cast me in it. And he's like, well, yeah, I mean, I, I want to. I hope so. And I was like, oh, you're serious. You're actually, okay, all right, this is... Oh, this wow. is a thing, and um, and then a few years later, I mean years and years later, they finally actually, you know, filmed it in like 2015, I think, and then it released literally on my wedding day. Wow! Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> so I couldn't even be there. You know, people are calling me, and I'm like, I don't care, guys. I'm getting married. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they leave me alone. <laughs> I don't give a shit about this from here. I'm married. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. shit. people were texting me and then at the wedding they were like hannah did you hear about i don't want to hear about it <laughs> oh, I, got, 
I got more important crap to think about right now, y'all. Yes. And, um, but it, yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad it had such a turnout. Actually, I think that was at the Atlanta Film Festival. That was, uh, that was the first major screening, really, was what it was. And, um, yeah, I was really proud of that movie. I think it turned out, I think it turned out really well. Um, it turned out much better than I, than I even thought it was going to. I knew that the script was good, but it was, it had very, very, very little funding. And, um, and I was surprised at what they could pull off with such, such a limited budget. Yeah. Have them in talks for a sequel? No, everybody's always talking about it, though. It's just so funny. I mean, I made this VHS little segment thing, like, in, like, three or four days back in 2011. And just, like, it's all anybody wants to talk to me about. I'm like, guys, that was so long ago. And I was talking to David Bruckner. We were just at our buddy Raymond Carr and Gabby Lee's wedding um, a few weeks ago. Yeah. He's like, he's like, Hannah, it's still the only thing anybody wants to talk to me about. <laughs> and he's made like, he's made like much, much bigger budget, you know, um, you know, you know, more well-received, made more money movies. And, and yet same thing. All yeah. anybody wants to talk to him about is Lily Monster and VHS. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing with like David Howard Thornton as art. Same thing with like William Shatner as Kirk. Is like you're in, you're embedded in that role for life. Like that's like <laughs> your role, you know. <laughs> that's it. That's it. You're done. You're forever <laughs> succubus. Um. Okay. Naked demon. Oh. Um. I met David. I met David. He's a very sweet man. Yes. Yes. He is very, very good. Very terrifying as art as well. <laughs> very terrifying. Yeah. Good for him. yeah. <laughs> Um, what about, so, like, um, not, not to get too personal, but, um, having, having your wedding, how was that experience like for you? Like, you know, like every, every, every person, man or woman dreams about having a wet, a beautiful wedding. How was it for you? Oh, it was, it was epic. It was epic. We, we got married in the Redwoods, but unfortunately we're, um, we're getting a divorce in January, but oh. we were together, we were together for 11 years, so we gave it a fair we gave it a fair shake. Don't worry. I was with mine for 15, and I recently got divorced. So I, I yeah, it happens. Yeah, you know, and and we're actually still very good friends, and it's completely amicable, and and we don't have kids, and I just feel very blessed that you know I, I was I married such a wonderful man, and I, I get to remain friends with him. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. You mm-hmm. know, because a lot of people can't do that. So that okay, if you could do that, that's very rare, and that's awesome. Yeah. You know, and um, now um, directing, directing, does it take a toll out of you? Because there's some people who, you know, who like you transition from act from actor, director, and you've done both since you was little. Um, what is the stresses entailing with directing as opposed to acting? Directing is um, is more mentally taxing, and, yeah. and acting is more physically taxing. Um, I think that, um, but both are very, both are very physical and mental too. Um, emotionally, I'd say they're equal. Um, but I definitely like, okay, at the, at the beginning of the year, I was just like really, really, really thin. (laughs) And, um, I think it, it had a lot to do with, uh, you know, just like, I was doing a lot of movies. I was acting in a lot of movies, and I was just really busy. And I can't eat dairy, and for whatever reason, nobody can, can fathom that. Oh my god! Really? Oh, like yeah, no, so no like, Wow. Okay. So, yeah. So like, I didn't eat a whole lot yeah. <laughs> on all these movies that I was doing back to back, which was fine, you know. But then I start directing this movie back in um, oh crap, when was it? It was 
That was a few months ago. Okay. I don't remember what month those. Anyway, we're up in Connecticut. Yeah. And I was just I was just stress eating potato chips the whole time because you're so busy directing <laughs> yeah. that you can't you don't even really have time to sit down or whatever and um gained it all back. So whatever that tells you about stress levels, that was yeah. uh, that was that was really hard. It was really hard on the body. It was like go, 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 you know, just like mm-hmm. you gotta be on as soon as you get there to the time you leave. Everybody's looking to you um for everything and um you know being a lead actor in something a lot of people are looking to you but not literally everybody like the crew isn't looking to you it's just mostly the cast and and above the line but like you know when you're directing it's literally everybody and everybody's like all about themselves it's just like you know their department is the end-all be-all and it's just like guys (laughs) (laughs) Come on, <laughs> just just do your job. I'm, I'm so tired. Um, yeah, yeah, but I really loved it, and I, I did have a wonderful time. And and there were some moments in that that um, that I know are going to be really great, um, and are going to make the cut, and um, and just uh, just have some wonderful moments within a, a feature film. Oh, uh, when will it be released? I don't know. I've got to cut it together first. Okay. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't, I actually wasn't st- able to start editing it um, until January because the editor that my producers wanted to use is the same editor that we used in um, the previous movie that we did called Time's Up, which mm-hmm. um, which uh, had, had a few different, um, you know, snafus in post and they, uh, it took a lot longer to edit than they anticipated which happens all the time. It's not a, it's not unheard of. And so, yeah, I had to wait and wait and wait. But um, I'm really looking forward to meeting up with my editor and uh, hashing it out in January and early February. Yeah, I know January is right around the corner. Like this year is just about up. I can't wait. It's yeah. so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> so far, you know, closing out the end of the year, how has 2021 treated you? It's been a whirlwind. I, I just can't believe it like i started it out on that movie times up up in maine shooting that in december and january and i just it's just crazy that it's almost been a year since we started filming and just like so much has changed just for me personally and artistically um you know i mean technically my segment of dead by midnight 2 was a feature film but i wasn't directing the entirety of the feature film this was me directing the entirety and it's um it's a whole different bag of potatoes. Like it's just, it's just exponentially more. Um, and, uh, yeah, so it's, it's been weird and, you know, just like my, my moving and my divorce and, you know, the changes emotionally and just generally how I've changed as a human being just because of the pandemic and, and, and for, you know, a multitude of reasons. It's, it's just, uh, it's been a fascinating year. Yeah, I know change is always hard, especially like if you're used to doing things together and then like when you're like by yourself and, you know, like having your finances separate and doing like, you know, your own things and like trying to find who you are again. Well, I don't don't know if that's for you and your situation, but I'm just saying it's just like it's like a whole new identity is like thrusted upon you and then you just have to like react really quickly because you know the world keeps going and you just got to keep moving with it so it's just this is true yeah it's i mean it's it's there are many reasons why it's easier and many reasons why it's more difficult and um 
I don't think I ever really forgot who I was um, by myself. It's just, um, yeah, I just had to, I just had to remember what was, what was important to me versus what was important to him that I made important to me because I was married to him kind of, kind of thing. Like, you know, oh, wait a minute. No, I'm actually not a, I'm not actually a foodie, <laughs> you know, like I, I'm all right with, you know, eating vegan pizza every day, yeah. but, um, yeah, like, you know, little things like that, but, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, yeah, it's been different, it's been different too, because he moved to Los Angeles immediately, and, um, oh, wow. yeah, so that was, that was upsetting, because it was like, you know, not only were we getting a divorce, but, not only were we moving, but, also, my best friend in the world was moving to Los Angeles, you know, so it was just, yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot of change all at once. Wow. Do you have, like, a lot of roots in Atlanta? Like, do you have a lot of roots there that you planted that you're not... I do. Yeah. I do. My family lives here. That's why I moved. Ah, I, was a New- okay. I was a New York actor for for five years, and then the tax incentives kicked in in, the, in, in Georgia, and so I moved back. Um, and almost all of my friends are here, um, except for some of my professional friends. And um, a lot of my family's here, not not all of them. I've got family in in England and in New Jersey and in um, and in Germany, but um, most of them are here. And uh, I, I'm actually probably going to move. I'm I'm seriously thinking about uh, you know um, maybe just a temporary move to Chicago, but I kind of want to change it up. Kind of kind of sick of it. I've been here since what I say 2010, I yeah. think. So. I'm ready to, or 2011, I'm ready to, uh, I'm ready for a change. Yeah, I'm originally from Manhattan, New York, and I moved to Wisconsin. So, like, um, Wisconsin, Chicago are not that far apart, but if you're looking for, like, peace and tranquility, Wisconsin is that for you. Unless you want to, you're a city girl, you want to be in the city, then, you know. I just want to, to be, at the, you know, a hop, skip, and a jump from the city, but I don't actually wish to be within it anymore. Um you know, like no, I'm not a I'm not a city girl. I, I don't particularly like to be around a lot of people, especially after you know there's a pandemic yeah. or while there while there is one. Um, I like to be able to not see my neighbors at all, but um, <laughs> but still be able to have that accessibility to to jobs and um, yeah. And, you know, just a little bit of artistic stimuli, like museums and things. Yeah. Well, like, you know, Illinois has some, like, suburb places, too. Wisconsin, too. Wisconsin's a very rural area. You know, a lot of lot of back roads, a lot of, lot of trees and whatnot. But I don't know if you're into you're, that. But it's You're beautiful. selling me on it. Yeah, you're selling <laughs> me on it. Okay, so I just want to, yeah, I also want to be near places that I can, like, kayak. Like, oh, beautiful scenic, that. you know, like, trails. <laughs> Yeah. Trails and shit. Like I'm an, I'm a little bit of a nature girl and um yeah, so I was thinking uh, at first I was thinking I would m- maybe move to just outside the city of Atlanta this area called Sweetwater because it's just like got this beautiful state park there and mm-hmm. and it's like tw- it's like 28 minutes from Atlanta, but then I was just like, you know what? I got so many friends in the Midwest right now. Um there seems to be a lot going on and I went to Days of the Dead in Chicago and I just had the time of my life. And then, and I just realized that a lot of my friends have moved there recently too. And then, and then bloody disgusting's there, you know, and they've always been so supportive of me. Like they're, they produced VHS, they produced Siren. They're, you know, they're always like Brad Muska has always, um, has always been incredibly supportive of me as a, as an artist and, um, and, uh, John Squales too. And I just like, 
And then my friend uh, John Carr, he just started directing Second City. I'm just like, oh, wow, you know, like I got bros there. So I was thinking um, that might be, that might just be a fun little, little, you know, something refreshing and new. Yeah, because, like, being from New York and visiting Chicago, I call Chicago the Bud Light of the state. Because, like, you know, New York is so rampant and, like, it's going, it's going. You got to keep moving. But Chicago is more, it's like that, but it's, like, pretty much four, to me, it's, like, four blocks. And that's, like, Chicago. You got, like, Navy Pier. Then you got that, that's, like, similar to Broadway where they have that, that Chicago theater thing is where it's at, I, I forgot what's that called. Mm-hmm. Only been there like a few times, and they got that little ice skating rink over there. It's like really small, but you know, it's 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 a little it's a little escapism if you want to go to the city. But I'm saying, but Chicago, even the Midwest itself, is so relaxing, so peaceful. Yeah. You know? So right now, right now, I'm heading up to Indiana for three uh, three months, wow. and just like month to month, uh, like you know, renting and just gonna check out the area and go visit my buddies and. And uh, see and see if I uh, if I like that there or not. And I'm pretty sure I probably will. And um, yeah, yeah, just changing it up. I did a movie up in Indiana, um, Kentucky, and Ohio. That area uh, back in not September but December, September before last, which was my first feature straight out of straight out of uh, quarantine. Yeah. Um, and um, I just had so much fun, and I, I made so many friends, and um, and uh, and a lot of them are are locals within the area. So um, I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna be lonely. <laughs> ah, yeah. Yeah, that's the, the best thing about that. Like when you started, is like like you, I, I think you've been doing it, just keeping busy and just keep doing what you've been doing. You know, and it's almost like you're honing your passion, and then you're doing what what you're meant to be doing. So like and thanks. And, yeah, and I mean, I fly everywhere anyway. Like I got to do Creep Show in Atlanta, but two seasons of, of Creep Show, the second and the third. But um, but most of the stuff that I do, I get flown out for and put up in a hotel. So I don't think it's going to make that much difference. So if my standard of living is that much higher, then you know, might as well. <laughs> true, true. Um, are you a sushi fanatic? Do you like sushi? Oh my gosh, I love sushi. Me too, me too. Give me some yellowtail and spicy tuna any day. <laughs> okay, so this is crazy. One of the best sushi restaurants I've ever eaten at was in Florence, Kentucky when I was filming this movie. And I'm like, this, this is landlocked, right? Like, how is this sushi so damn good? These guys, I can't remember the name of it, but if you Google it, Florence, Kentucky, like, it's like one of the only places. And, um... These guys have the hookup. I don't know. It, but it was just so ridiculously good. We ate it, like, every day. Oh, my God. I'm jealous. <laughs> Jesus. I love sushi so much. Like, here, there's, like, you know, because, you know, and the, well, Wisconsin is more, like, mom and pop type restaurants. And, you know, like, the burgers and fries whatnot. But, like, I traveled to, like, uh, McHenry in Illinois. They have, like, a nice place called Sakura. Oh, my God. It's so good. You know, I love sushi. All right, you're selling me on it. I'm gonna write that down. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, McHenry, Illinois, Sakura. Really I had good. a hot dog. I had a Chicago hot dog for the first time um, when I was at Days of the Dead. That was pretty good. Yeah. I couldn't. I couldn't live off that. But I was into it, like uh, you know, like the the chili peppers, you know, yes. on there. Wouldn't have thought of that. 
idea. I know. Like, it's so different because coming from New York, you have, like, the regular Nathan's hot dog or the regular $1.50 um, Sabrat hot dog guy in the corner of Fifth Avenue. As opposed to the Chicago one, like, they're so decorated with the little, the poppy seed bread and then the pickle and the pepper. Like, oh, my God. Like, it's like they emphasize, like, the hot dog. Like, they just, like, sell you on it with all the toppings on it. You know, it's so different. I was really... Yeah, I I was really into it. I think I think I could have eaten like three of them, but I didn't. But yeah, um, I can't tell you how much fun I had in Chicago. Like it was just so much fun. I I just loved everybody. I love the accent. I think it's charming. I can't. I just can't stand it. It's just so American. You know, it just. Mm-hmm. I just felt like I was just like. It just feels so quintessentially just American. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I like the architecture to the. I don't know, to the everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just, it was just charming. I just fell in love with it. Yeah. What is the accent that you hear? Because as a New Yorker, people hear my accent when I say coffee or something like that because I emphasize the coffee. Like, Honestly, what is... I, I was like, you live in Wisconsin? you got to be kidding me. Because like, you don't sound like it to me at all. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think you've lost... I mean, you might have lost a little bit of your New York edge, but you certainly haven't gained any of that ridiculousness. <laughs> I take that as a sincere compliment. Thank you. <laughs> I think maybe you should. <laughs> I love I love the Chicago accent, but like my friends like from Wisconsin and Montana, Montana, and like that, like I don't know, further a little further out, they yeah. I can't listen to them for too long. I start <laughs> I start you know like just making fun of it, and it's not it's not right, and I shouldn't yeah. do it. But it's, but but. Um, can you do it for me? Like, I'm, I'm trying to, like, hear the accent. Like, because, like, I've been here so long, I think I desensitized myself from hearing an accent. Like, like the only things I can hear is somebody, when they say roof, they say rough. You, 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 rough, you wanna... I can't stand that. <laughs> I, I find that so obnoxious. It's just, like, it's clearly not a rough. It's, like, not a... It's not a rough. It's not spelled like that. Well, I, I guess it's not, actually. Not a... Yeah, like, I'm no, used to saying roof. Yeah, yeah. And or, then... like, cr- or, like, when they down south and they call it a crick. And it's yeah. just like, it's so obviously not a crick. <laughs> cute, though. It's cute, though, when you do it. But it also kind of gets on my nerves. If you repeated it too many times, I'd be like, it's a crick, damn it. You yeah. know, but, <laughs> and, and, um, and, and please tell me you don't say pop for soda. I don't say pop. I Good. say Coke. Good. Yes. I'm from Atlanta. Like, you know, okay. like, it's a city of Coke. Okay, that's good. That's good. Cola, Coca Cola. Yeah, like you want pop? I'm like, what? <laughs> I still get yeah. that a lot sometimes. I mean, it makes sense. It does make a popping sound when you open it, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Um, but so does beer. She'd be like, Oh my god, hard pops. Yeah, all types of beer here. Let me tell you, all, and and cheese, cheese, the bacon cheddar cheese, and all these other type port wine cheese, every type of cheese you could think of. We have. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I mean, I can't eat most of it because I'm lactose intolerant, but, but some of it I can. Cheese is just like the food of the gods. Yes. Um. So, since you're a vegan, do you like tofurkey? I do like tofurkey. Oh, I mean, it's weird. As yeah. long as you don't think turkey and you're just like, this is something different that yes. isn't turkey, um, then it's then it's okay, yeah. Um, I, I'm not vegan. I'm not entirely vegan. Yeah. Um, I just, I'm just forced into it because I think cooking meat is disgusting and because, um, I can't eat, eat most dairy. So it, it's like, if I go out or whatever, if I'm buying something, I have to choose the vegan option, which is good. It's good for the world and it's good for me. Yes. It's not good. It's not good for my wallet. Like there it really is a vegan tax. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, especially on pre-packaged products. But, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm not mad at it. There's a lot of options out there now. Not back in the day, but, but there really are now. Like most people are catering to it, which I, I think is fantastic. Yeah, it's true. There used to be a place in New York City on 120 Broadway called Little Lad's Basket. It's like their Seventh-day Adventist, and they cook everything with vegan nuts and whatnot. Like, they had this, like, nut, like, sunflower seed burger, which was really good. It tasted like an actual burger. It was really good. And their popcorns. Yeah, that so sounds, I know I haven't been there. I I don't know. Maybe it opened up after I left. I don't. No, I, I I think they closed again because you know they were inside the 120 Broadway and that rent there was extremely high. So I don't even know how yeah. they how they could afford to pay that. But there were like Seventh Day Adventists and they cook everything like you know pretty much vegan style and whatnot. But like they made burgers, they made fries, which was a meat like you know fries and like. They had a mac and cheese, which wasn't actually mac and cheese. It was made with carrots and some other thing, but it tastes like a cheese. It was just, it was different, but it was good. Yeah, I get crazy with it. Um, I love it. Yeah, I mean, I really like vegan cheese. I like, I like nutritional yeast, too. And evidently, it's supposed to be good for you psychologically, like... Really? Um, it's it's yeah. supposed to be good for your, your mental health, like having a significant amount of, like, any kind of, um, you know, edible fungus whether it's yeast or, you know, um, mushrooms or whatever, it's supposed to be a link to mental health. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, I know. It was this article I read. And, and this other thing I read, which I thought was freaking fascinating, has nothing to do with movies whatsoever, is um, there, uh, there, there were these people, I, I think it was a Bavarian thing, where they would, you know, it would be so overcast all through all through the winter months that they would gather mushrooms and then they would lay them in the sun and before they, before they cooked them. And, um, and it would increase the vitamin D content quite significantly. So they, um, they have fewer health issues because of that, which I think is so neat and doesn't, you know, it kind of makes sense because we get our vitamin D from the sun, but we're so different from a mushroom. You would think that it, we'd have nothing in common, but there's that. When when did you stop eating meat altogether? Like when did that when did that? I happen? didn't stop. I didn't stop it altogether. Oh. But um, yeah, definitely when I'm dining out because you know they're they're gonna get confused. It's like I want the vegan pizza, but would you put meat on it? What? Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. But I mean, when I was very young, I was vegetarian because my mother is, and um, you know. And then when I was like in high school uh, and college and and afterward, I had a difficult time being vegan or vegetarian because I would get very anemic and it's a, it's a problem for a lot of women. And, um, so yeah, so I'm not, I'm not vegan or vegetarian because of that. Um, but I would, uh, I would like to be. Yeah. Um, do you drink almond milk then or no? I do not. I do not like almond milk. I, I do like, um, cashew soy and yeah, okay. Oat. Oh. Yeah, I think those are really good. I actually just bought some flaxseed milk. Ooh. I do not recommend it. I, <laughs> I got it. Yeah, I got it because I was like going to try to keto. Yeah. I was like, you know, I just told you I gained all that weight while I was directing because I was yeah. stressing potato chips. Yeah, it was, um, I got it because it's got like almost no carbohydrates in it whatsoever. It also has no flavor. And, um, but whatever, you know, you try it. Try it once. You know, maybe you might like it, but it's got like yeah. tons of omega. 
you know, it's just incredibly good for you, superfood, but yeah. anyway. I like flaxseed on, like, salad. Like, I have, I buy, like, the flaxseed seeds. I just put it, like, yeah, on salad. Yeah, the seeds are, yeah, yeah. The seeds are good, but the, the... The drink is, like, a no-go. <laughs> it's a no-go. It's like rice milk. It's like, it doesn't really do anything. It doesn't cover tannins and coffee or anything like that. It's just yeah. Oh, man. Oh, so, but, but you, you do drink coffee, right? You drink coffee a lot of it? I, I drink some coffee. Yeah. Um. Actually, my buddy David Ellison, he uh, he he's he produces coffee, and I was at this convention the other day, yeah. and um, out in Indiana. Oh. Yeah. Okay, I love Indiana. <laughs> and um, it was uh, we were at this a convention called DeadCon, and I met him and um, his uh, his uh, his guitarist Drew Fortier, and we were. Um, he gave me some of this, this bag of coffee and I hadn't drank coffee in a really long time, like probably years. And, um, I was like, well, I'm going to try it. And now I'm drinking coffee again. But I used to be, I used to be pretty much a teetotaler. Like I just, yeah, I just drank tea cause I'm English and you know, I grew up drinking tea versus coffee, but I do love a good cup of coffee. Yes. And now I'm out. So I got to hit up David. I got to be like, David, bro, send me some more coffee. It's too good. Wow, so that's the only coffee you would drink. You're gonna try like the regular, like Folgers or Bustelo or nothing like that. No, I mean, I, I, mean, I don't care. Yeah. I, I'm not. I'm not a. Yeah, I'm not a foodie. I'm not a snob. But that that coffee was so damn good, though. Maybe it's maybe it's changed me. I don't know, but yeah. No, I mean, I'll drink whatever's there as long as it's caffeinated. Um, in the in the morning, you know, I'm not. I'm not gonna be picky. Yeah, I have to ask this question since you grew up in the UK. Are you a fan of Doctor Who? I did not grow up in the UK. I was just born there, and I oh. moved to the States when I was three. And I have never been able to get into Doctor Who. And I know that's terrible. Wow. And it's like straight up, I know, it's terrible. I'm so sorry. I'm wrong, and I'm sorry, and it's blasphemous <laughs> and shit. Because, like, I mean, obviously, it's cool. <laughs> I just I just have never been able to get into it. Like, I, I remember the first ones when, when we were super little, you know. Yeah. Um, with that dude that looked like Gene Wilder, but it wasn't Gene Wilder. I don't know who yes, he was. Yes, Tom Baker. Tom Baker, yeah, the fourth Tom doctor. Baker, yeah, yes. I do remember that and thinking it was fun when I was really, really little. But, like, in my adult life, I tried to put on the one with, uh, I think it was, what's his face? It D was uh, Matt Smith, David Tennant. David Tennant. And yeah. it was, um, you know, I put it on and I was just like, meh. <laughs> yeah, it's either you're into it or you're not. You know what I'm saying? It's like the longest running show ever. I think it's longer than MASH. You know, people say, oh, MASH is the longest running what? show. What? Like, I'm like, no, it's Doctor Who. You know, you know, if you That's want to get technical. That's incredible. Are you certain? Yes, yes. Like, if you, the history, it was running in black and white. I forgot what year, but it's still running to this day. And MASH has finished in, I forgot what year MASH finished. But. Honestly, I think Doctor Who is the longest running show ever. That's amazing. Okay, well, that's good to know. Fun fact. <laughs> and I'm sorry, Hannah, I know I'm going a little bit over with you, but winding down, um, my final question for you is what would the Hannah of today tell the Hannah of yesterday? Like yesterday, like literally yesterday, or like no. years, years year, gone by? Year, to young teenage Hannah. I would tell her not to worry so much, and... Um... Yeah, because when I was younger, I, I you know, young women, especially when they're they're actors, they they uh, they tend to be bombarded by this um, this this unrealistic like you know fear of of aging and being an aging actor within the, the industry and um, you know just just in the arts generally because it's there's not a very clear path and especially since I didn't know anybody within the the industry at all whatsoever when I first started out 
it was uh, there was a lot of um, uncertainty and fear involved. And I would just tell myself not to worry about it because, like, you know, it's it's really it's it's really pretty great. And it's you know, as long as you keep moving forward and you're not an asshole and you're talented enough, you know, you're you're gonna be fine. There's there's gonna be a niche for you in there somewhere. Yeah, that's true. And then you know, you found your creative freedom and you're liberated with your creative freedom. And you know, that's all you, anybody could ask for. Being liberated right. and doing what you're passionate about. Yeah, I'm extremely blessed. I'm surrounded by a lot of very, very wonderful, talented people that believe in me, and um, I, I really couldn't ask for anything more. I'm, I'm, it's so much fun. Yeah. Any, well, you don't have to say, but have you made any resolutions for yourself personally? or For this, for, for the new year? Yes. No, that's a, that's a good question. I have not. Oh, okay. Well, we still got time. We still got time. I'm gonna I'm gonna direct a couple of music videos in the new year, and I think I'd like to do more of that. And um, I've been inspired creatively by a lot of my musician friends, so maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll delve into that again. I haven't I haven't created music since I was in college, I think. So. Um, oh, really? Yeah. So that would be something fun that I could get back to doing and exercising that that part of my brain that uh, I've allowed to be dormant for so long. Oh, what's your genre of music that you created? I don't. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, when I was in high school, we had, like, a little punk band. We were very bad, but it was a lot of fun. And then, you know, in college, I wrote a lot of different types of songs. I didn't really have anything in particular that I was uh, that I was focusing on. But I started out as a voice major, and, um, yeah, I was into it. And then I just all of a sudden one day wasn't. And, um so, yeah, I'm just, I'm getting, I'm getting inspired by a lot of my, you know, like, like metal, and, um, you know, old, re, re, resurrecting 90s rock and roll, I think would be a, a really fun thing to do. And, um, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. I, will, I can't wait. I can't wait to see if you, if you put it to the light out there to fruition. I want to see how that comes out. Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see what my music videos are like. See if I'm, if I'm, if I still got it. <laughs> we'll see. It'll, it'll be fun, even, no matter what. Even if they don't like it, they're like, ah, we're gonna go with somebody else. I think it'll still be fun. Um, but uh, yeah, it's yeah, it's gonna be good. Um, Hannah, um, promote your social media. Promote any upcoming things we might see you in. Oh, okay. Um, well, I'm on. I'm on the last two seasons of Creep Show, season two and season three. Season three is on Shutter. Um, I have a movie that's about to come out in theaters called Terror Trips, Ooh. and um, yeah, it's a it's a it's a thriller horror thriller. Um, it's a more of a thriller for horror fans, and if you see it, then you'll know what I'm talking about. Um, and uh, I have well, Time's Up. Hopefully, will be coming out shortly. Uh, it's the one that's in editing right now. It's supposed to be wrapped up at the end of December, early January, and um, I don't know I don't know on what platforms that will be. But probably Netflix Prime, that sort of thing. Show, mm -hmm. and um, and then hopefully my movie will come out uh, mm -hmm. soon after that. And um, Dead by Midnight one and two are supposed to come out as a package deal. I don't know if it's oh. uh, if their distribution um, fell through or not. But the last time I was talking to them, they seemed very, really confident that it was going to be out shortly. And um, what do you think? What else? I guess. Uh, I guess that's it that's for right it. now. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, that's it for this year for you until next year and everything, right? That's, it. that's pretty yeah, much it. Yeah, I'm sure I'm forgetting, I'm forgetting about something that I did. Oh, we, yeah, I, I'm in a couple of other anthologies, too. I don't, I don't know 
I don't even remember their titles. It was oh. just like little cameo things and, um, and well, stuff like that. Well, e even if they don't have the titles, let's say if it's on Shutter, they could just put your name on the search engine and your na your movie will pop up. So exactly, uh, that's it's so it's just so convenient like that. That and with Prime and you used to be able to do it with Netflix, but I don't know. I don't think my name is on a lot of the things that um, that are on there, and and a lot of my movies are no longer on there. And I'm not even really sure which ones are and which ones aren't anymore. Quite frankly, they just change it out so so frequently, and then seasonally too. It's like Halloween comes up, and then all of a sudden mm -hmm. they're back on there. So, yeah, I don't know. No, but you're out there because like there's uh, everybody that has like there's I know plenty of people that have like seven different apps. So if they can't find you on Netflix, they'll definitely find you in Shutter. They'll definitely find you in Prime. So you're definitely there. So oh yeah, and Hulu too. Yeah, yeah Hulu. Siren, Siren's on, on Hulu, and and now it's on Netflix in the UK and Ireland as of like a few days ago too. So yeah, yeah. Good luck. Good luck. I'm finding my movies. <laughs> I hope you like them. I hope you're. I hope you're not like irritated. Like that took. For forever for me to type in her long name and, <laughs> and I hated it <laughs> no but I, hated it. but I think once you type in Hannah and then F I think your name is the first one probably to pop out I believe oh you think yeah okay yeah I haven't tried it <laughs> uh, Hannah you've been a pleasure um, thank you for coming on the podcast and uh, hopefully we could talk again down the road absolutely I would love to chat with you again and thanks again for having me and hey maybe we can we can go get some sushi and uh in Wisconsin when I get when I get up in the Midwest. Oh, hey, hey, I'm going to hold you to that. I'm going to hold you to that. <laughs> okay, I, I, I got your I, number. <laughs> I, hope, I, hope, I hope you eat the two for the, the, the boat special, which gives you like at least 30 sushi. So. I will stuff face. Oh, absolutely. Let's do it. You better keep up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll talk to you later. And I hope everybody out there was intellectually stimulated by way of mobile devices. Have a good one.